What's up, guys? Everything Junior Hockey comeback at you. Special guest today, Corey Mater from Weber State. Actually, best buds with Jack Jones, who we had on yesterday. We dropped his episode today. Corey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's talk about let's talk about just right out of the gate here. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, Jones he, he's from Minnesota and he had the classic state of hockey upbringing. Let's talk about where you grew up where you played, you know, from the beginning of your career up until now, kind of take us through that whole path. Yeah. So I grew up in Anaheim, California, you know, not a traditional state for hockey. Um, or definitely not a traditional state for hockey. I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football, soccer, whatever, but my dad actually works with the Anaheim Ducks. So ever since I can remember, I was always, you know, at the rink, always in his office, always had a stick in my hand. And I actually started off playing roller hockey. So started off with that. Didn't really play ice hockey until my freshman year of high school. I'd play like in house leagues and and stuff like that, but never really took it more seriously as I should have. Um, But my sophomore year of high school was my first year of travel hockey and I started playing for the for the junior ducks with um with a coach that gave me an opportunity when I when I never really played ice hockey or had kind of the experience of it so I played for the junior ducks for for three years and was still playing roller hockey at the time and and then just started from there and fell in love with it yeah, so that's that's actually that's a crazy story. So like, because I I see some guys that I know that are playing like the coast right now that are like unreal players at like roller hockey and then unreal at ice hockey. Like, is is there differences between the two? Is there similarities between the two? Like, walk walk us through that. I would say it's very it's similar with helping your hands for sure and kind of the IQ because it's. It's front four, no icings, no offsides. So you have some rinks are NHL sized, some rinks are Olympic sized, some rinks are you know smaller than that. So it's it's more of a patient game, having a, having a good IQ, taking puck back, setting up like more of a possession game. But in, in ice hockey, it's kind of you know a dump and chase, get line changes every 30, 45 seconds and stuff like that. But in roller hockey, you could be out there for like two minutes. There's, there's some stopping and starting, but you're just kind of wheeling around. The hardest part would definitely be transitioning from skating. You know, it's you're on four wheels instead of blades. So definitely the stopping and turning and everything like that is, is pretty difficult to transition by, but it's, I, I love it. I talk to Jack about it all the time. I, some of the guys on, on Weber and, you know, when I was playing juniors were ripping on me for always playing roller hockey, but it's fun just, you know, going out there with your buddies and, and helping you in the off season work on your craft for, for ice hockey. Yeah, no, I've, I've watched a lot of videos of guys that play and it seems like it's just like, it just as intense as ice hockey. So, I mean, that's, that's good to, to have. So you, you, you grew up, playing a lot of different sports, which out here, like we don't see, right? Like if you're hockey, you're hockey and that's it. Like maybe you mix in like golf or something like that. But for you, like starting as, I guess by our standards, starting as late as you did right in high school, I mean, to start there and then ultimately go and play 
on one of the top junior teams in the country and then go play college. Like that's a hell of an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, it really is. I, um, I'm very fortunate to, you know, be able to play for Ogden and the other junior teams that I played for and, and to play for Weber, but I couldn't do it without, you know, my family and my friends and, and the coaching staff that kind of supported me and, and helped me develop to be the player and the, the man I am today. So I got to give credit to them because it, all the dedication and work that not just myself, but they've, you know, done for me, the, the sacrifices, not going to work and, and going on to trips to Minnesota and playing tournaments and showcases and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's definitely helped a lot for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that one thing that kind of goes like under the rug is, is the support system for sure. Let's talk about the other stops that you had in juniors outside of Ogden. Yeah. So, um, there's actually a little crazy story. I tendered my senior year of high school with the great falls Americans in the NA three. And I was set on going there and my brother helps out with the WHL combine that was in California. So he was like, yeah, I was talking to a couple scouts and there's this BCHL team that's coming out to, um, for like a little prospects camp. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. So my mom was like, look, just go to it. You don't have to go anywhere. It's 15 minutes away from the house. We don't have to go across the country or, or anything like that. Just go to it and kind of see what happens. So they had some junior B teams there, a couple BCHL teams, a couple SJ teams, I think. So there was a team that wanted to talk to me after one of the games and, and everything they said just felt right. So I ended up not going to Great Falls and I ended up going to uh, Victoria, British Columbia. And it was just the, I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to go, especially to Canada. I've been wanting to do that probably since my sophomore year of high school, just seeing kids going to the WHL and, and how much success they're having. So just being a California kid going up to Canada, it was, uh, it was definitely a really cool experience. Yeah. And I mean, the BCHL, I mean, obviously a league that is, you know, super well known and, and, and so talked about, you know, these days, I mean, I, you know, my brother played in Vernon his first year and he always told me like, you know, the league is unreal. Like, you know, it's, it's hockey so crazy up there. Like give us an idea of just like what it was like to be on, like on that stage at your age. So for me as, as an 18 year old, I, I didn't make the jump to the BCHL. Unfortunately, I was on their affiliated junior B team. Uh, but still, it was it's so skilled out there, especially on the West Coast. I don't think there was so, as much hitting as Jack talks about the the SI or kind of more back East hockey. Mm-hmm. It was just more, you know, being like a Russian or being like an American. Just just go up, use your skill, not really being physical and and just using your craft and stick to the system. So for that, it was. It was crazy when when I was playing minor hockey. My coaches were like, "Never do drop passes. Never do this. Like, go in on a three on two like this." And in Canada, they're like, "No, do the complete opposite of that." And I was like, <laughs> "What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> so it was definitely um, a huge transition in that sense. But yeah, it was uh, it was an experience for sure, especially being a 
California can go into Canada. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you're basically, you're, you know, like we talked to Jack, like, you know, you're, you're uprooting, you know, your life at home and you're, you know, you're going somewhere else, but you also, you got to experience it living at home too. Right. So you had both sides of the equation. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting for sure. So went to Canada, did that. And my goal was to, to try out for a BCHL team and go to their main camp and, and try to crack a roster spot. Unfortunately, that's when COVID hit. So I went back home. I trained with one of my best buds. Um, he he put me through a grind for like two or three months straight because he wanted to get back into hockey as well. So we'd wake up at six in the morning, go do beach um, beach workouts, go play beach hockey right after, then go straight to the gym right after that. And this is all in the, a span of five hours. So we get home at like noon and we're like, our day's basically over. So what are we going to do now? But um, didn't go back to Canada, obviously. So I was thinking about it. I feel like I could have gone somewhere else and and tried again. But I didn't know if the leagues were going to get shut down. I didn't want to get stuck in another state. So I just decided to stay at home. And, and it was pretty sweet just hanging out with my buddies all the time still and just, you know, acting like it was minor hockey again, living at home with the family, being able to work, being able to train whenever I want and just kind of do whatever I want at the same time and not have a billet family, you know, be worried, always be worried about me and, and kind of get on me for stuff like that, especially, well, you know, families get on you way more than billets do. So that was the hardest part, especially, my first year, I think my curfew was at like 11 and my mom's like, no, your curfew's at like nine or so. And I'm like, come on, like, I'm back <laughs> home right now. Like, let me go out with my buddies. Let's go to dinner and stuff like that. But it was definitely a cool experience, especially being with my friends and family. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. I mean, I, I experienced the same thing where I lived at home my last year and it's, it's definitely, you get treated a lot differently than when you are with a billet. Do you, oh, yeah. Like I, like I asked Jack, you know, because he, you know, he had said like, hey, you know, I didn't have any aspirations of playing juniors, you know, until I found out well, what was it like for you? Like, obviously, the AAA out in Cali is just so big. And like, you know, you had the WHL, BCHL, you know, run in. But like, did you ever sit there and think like freshman year or even sophomore year? Like, hey, I want to go play junior hockey. Yeah, so um, actually, I didn't I didn't mention this, but I didn't even play AAA hockey in California. Okay. So I was a I was a double A kid from uh, my sophomore year to my senior year, but um, I can remember this very clearly. There was a WHL camp in California, and it was an O one group, and it was my language arts class. My teacher was like, "We're gonna write something, like write a little note, and you're gonna open it your senior year and see if like that kind of comes true." And I was a scrawny, I don't know, maybe five three, five four a buck 15 pound freshman. And I was like, I want to play in the WHL. And I wrote that on a piece of paper and put it in an envelope. And, and I opened it my senior year and I was maybe five, seven, a buck 30 at the time. And I'm like, Geez, <laughs> yeah, that didn't really go too well, but um, definitely always, you know, kind of wanted to go to juniors. I didn't know too much about it. I've always heard about it. I, I watched videos on YouTube about, Oh, what's it like being a junior hockey player? And you just see the good side of those videos and not really see 
the other half of it. Right. So that was that was a lot to to adjust. So yeah, just kind of always wanted to play junior hockey from a young age. Yeah, let's talk about that too. Like obviously, like like you said, like you know, everyone sees the good side, but let's talk about the obstacles. Like you know, the obstacles to to get to a team like the Mustangs, and then to get to you know, to get to Weber State where, you know, honestly, a lot of kids, you know, either burn out after juniors or they burn out, you know, well into juniors. So just run us through just like maybe like a few obstacles that you ran into getting to Ogden and then getting to Weber State. Yeah, totally. So my rookie year, I um, I was on the West Shore Wolves. And when I first got there, main camp, training camp was good. And for preseason, they put me on the first line with who ended up being the captain of the team. And I was like, geez, like, this is going to be sick. Like, I felt like I had a good training camp. First couple um, regular season games, I was on the first line. And then just out of nowhere, I ended up on the fourth line. And I was like, okay. So the coaching staff had a meeting and they were like, don't ask us why we're doing this. Like, we're doing this for a reason. So don't approach us you like you'll understand and stuff like that i'm like okay whatever i ended up getting traded like two or three weeks later Ooh. i'm 18 you know a cali kid in a different country and i was like i just got traded like this team doesn't want me like i was devastated so it turns out my billets knew before i got traded and the I'm thankful because the league was so small. I think there was nine teams at the time. I think there's 11 or 12 now. But my billets were 10 minutes away from the West Shore Wolves rink, and I got traded to a team called the Cary Park Islanders, which was 30 minutes away. So I I was debating. I was like, what if I just go back home, play double-A hockey? Like, I'm not going to have to deal with any of this. So my billets called my parents and were like, look, he just got traded, but he's – I don't want him to leave our house. Like he's a great kid. We're going to, we're going to let him still billet here. So thankfully I was still able to live with an awesome billet family that I had talked to on the regular basis who I actually saw last summer, which was, which is huge. So that kind of boosted my confidence for that, but we only won, I think 11 games that year. So that was, uh, that was the hardest part, not being on a good team and, and not being too successful and then living at home we we only won like six or seven games as well so my first two years were kind of rough being on two crappy teams and then um i actually played against the mustangs when i my second year and i just you know they were a really good team and and i asked for a trade for them that season my coach said no so I ended up signing with them in the off season and and had a good experience there. I had some trouble with my confidence, you know, moving up and down the lineup, especially as a twenty year old. I wanted to be more of like a leader to the younger guys and and show them the ropes and you know help them through the good and bad times and to keep on going and to push through it. And then in December, I sprained my MCL, so I was out for about six weeks. And after that, I just I never really felt like myself. So that was the hardest part about being in Ogden, just not really, you know, finding my game and, and being myself. But after that, that summer, I was like, you know what, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. My points don't show it, but I'm, I'm going to do so much better next year at Weber State. And I worked out five days a week in the off season with 
with a uh, strength coach who has worked 1,500 pro games in the NHL, AHL, and ECHL. So he definitely helped me boost my confidence for Weber. And I feel like I had a pretty good year this year, but also, you know, ups and downs. There's, especially with college, going from juniors back to school was definitely definitely a tr- tough transition as well. Yeah, definitely. No, it's all, I mean, that's all a great, like valuable info that like, you know, not a lot of people, you know, want to talk about. So I appreciate that. Let's rewind back to like, to being traded. Cause obviously today is, you know, today's like the trade deadline for the USHL and, you know, a lot of guys are traded. How, how were you able to like keep yourself afloat, you know, mentally and emotionally and you know and just like be like hey you know what it's a game it's a new team like I can't get down I can't quit like what helped you the most in that you know in that situation of being traded um I would say my my friends and family definitely helped me the most in that situation especially my billet mom and billet dad I um I got traded we had a game like two or three days later and and there's a funny moment. We were we were down by one of the best teams in our league. And one of my teammates was chirping the other bench. And our coach chirped our player and was like, the only reason why you're out there right now is because it's an icing. And I was like, dude, like you can't be chirping your own kid right now for like doing that. <laughs> so so after that I was like, What am I what am I doing here? Like I just want to go home. So mm-hmm. My Bill and mom, I got home and I was like, she's like, how was it? I'm like, I hate it. Like, this sucks. And she's like, well, it's one game. Give it a week. If you don't like it, then that's that. And after that, I just got so close to the guys and, and I fell in love with, you know, the team and, and just being a part of it. And the head coach got, got fired, I think, like a couple weeks later. So the assistant coach took over and it just kind of kind of helped. But you know, just having friends and family and people and loved ones to support you through, through it. It definitely, definitely helped a lot. Yeah, definitely. I know. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't experience trades. Like, you know, like I, I, you know, I didn't as, as I was playing juniors, but it's always interesting to hear, you know, like what it was like for them and, and things like that. You know, now, you know, your path to Weber state, obviously we talked to Jonesy and, you know, I mean, you know, he had that again, it's that classic, like, you know, Minnesota pathway for you. Like what, what was the defining factor to say, Hey, you know what? I aged out, but I want to go and continue play college. And then, I mean, what, why Weber stayed? So my old 16 double a coach, the one that kind of took me under his wing, my first year, he always preached college to me. He, he wanted me to go to the Northern Cyclones ever since I was like 17 years old. He was a scout for them. I was like, no, I'll just stay home. I'll develop and everything. He's like, okay, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. Still preaches that to his kids now. And he was like, NCAA D3, NCAA D3 or NCAA D1. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's where everybody wants to go. Like, that's where I want to go. So I really wanted to do that my 20 bomb year. One of my billet brothers played for <clears throat> plays for uh, Finlandia University, and we were talking throughout my entire twenty bomb year, and even a little bit before that. You should come here; like, it'd be awesome to live with you again and to play with you and and all that stuff. And unfortunately, I didn't get a D three offer, so that sucked. 
but over the summer kind of the same thing happened with the bchl camp i my mom was like you should go to the unlv camp and i'm like mom they are so good like it's gonna be pointless for me going she's like no like just try it and she was just telling me that every day and i'm like mom like nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna come out of this there it's pointless and she's like just try it uh, i gave into it so i was like you know what fine whatever and i went to the camp i felt like the first day i, I was definitely nervous because you know they had a really good team and there was a lot of good guys trying to crack a spot for next year's roster roster and the first day was mainly just like battle battle day drills stuff like that little three-on-three games and day two was a five-on-five scrimmage and you know i'm a 20 bomb just got out of juniors i was like you know what i'm gonna sit on the bench i'm not gonna be you know the guy to to go out there and start and to be like oh i'm big dog blah 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 so i'm sitting on the bench and i hear my name i'm like yeah and they're like you're starting and i was like what like there's no there's no shot this is happening right now. So it was <laughs> me and four guys from UNLV. And I was like I was like my mom wasn't even in the stands at that point. She was still at the casino gambling and I was like, Thanks mom, like you wanted me to come all the way out here and you're not even like watching me start. So she showed up maybe like twenty minutes later. I think we lost like seven to two or or seven to three or something like that. And I I ended up getting two goals that game. So that definitely boosted my confidence. And, and they called me and they're like, look, we're interested in you, but we're getting a guy from NCAA D1. We're getting all these unreal players that are basically way better than me. And I was like, you know what? I totally get that. Who, would, who wouldn't want to go live in Vegas and play college hockey and experience that? Right. So a week or two later, I went to the Weaver camp and obviously – same facility as the Mustang, so I'm super familiar with the area. And I had a really good camp as well. They they were interested in me, and it's super close to home, so my family can kind of come out whenever they want. And I just fell in love with, you know, the guys and, and the organization, and I just – I felt like it was the right opportunity for me, and I definitely have enjoyed it ever since I committed. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and, you know, same with, like, Jonesy, do Like, it's great to see guys, you know, climb the ladder of, you know, playing somewhere else, going to the USPHL, and then, you know, going to play college. I mean, that's, you know, that's what juniors is for. Let's talk about just, like, you know, the dynamic with, with you and Jonesy. Like, obviously, like, great buddies, and you live together. Like, do you guys push each other, you know, like, to, to get better every day, or is it kind of like uh is it more like you guys are focused on yourself? Like, well, what's the dynamic like? I would definitely say we try to, you know, push each other to be better. We, um, I went home over Thanksgiving for, for six weeks. Um, and ever since I went home, I was, I was working out every day and I was training and I was talking to my strength coach and I was like, are you able to send me stuff to like, so I can keep on working out when I'm, when I'm back in Ogden for the season it's like, yeah, I'll send you some stuff. So I was talking to him. I'm like, we, like, let's go to the gym. Like, let's go, let's go make ourselves better. Let's make it where we don't get injured as easily as we did the year before. So we did that for a little bit and then it kind of stopped. So that was, uh, that was bad on both of our parts, but especially even during practice, if we're like going up against each other, I'm trying to 
I'm trying to try new things, but also, you know, try to beat him or he's trying to beat me. And it's a little friendly competition as well. So it's definitely good to have somebody like that, especially living with him. It's, uh, it's definitely been great. Yeah, no, he's, uh, you guys are both, I mean, great competitors and I mean, you've both proven that, you know, you can, you know, you can climb the ladder, you know, with hard work and, and you can get to where you want to be plans for the summer. Are you take, are you going to take time off from hockey or are you, are you going to be on the ice a whole lot? I mean, like obviously school's still going on, but the season's, you know, done. So like, what's your plans as far as hockey for the summer? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually going back home on Wednesday. I'm taking all online classes. So it kind of gives me that flexibility to do that. Um, I'm going back home, probably not going to touch. I'm saying I'm not going to touch my skates for like a week or two, but I definitely know I'm going to probably <laughs> practice right after. Right. Um, but I'm going to be, you know, going back home, I'm going to do rehab for a week or two, just get my body right and just kind of go back into doing the strength stuff and, and get ready for the season. I'll probably skate with my old 16 double A coach again. He usually gives me some ice and helps me. He'll have me come out and teach some of the younger guys and, you know, show them the ropes again. So it's kind of good to be out there, not to just, you know, get a skate and kind of work on my game, but to help other kids and tell them, hey, man, like, it doesn't matter if you don't go NCAA D3 or if you right. go to the USHL, because I've talked to kids like that. And they're like, yeah, I want to go to the USHL. And they're playing 18 double and have like five points. Right. Hey, man, it's all about development. Like not everybody jumps straight to the top. So just keep, just keep grinding. Like you never know what'll happen. Like, look at me, I'm playing ACHA right now. And I started double A five years ago, five, six years ago. So it's good to kind of go out there and, and be a leader for those guys. I, um, one of my best friends his best friend plays in the nhl right now so apparently he's coming back home too so i'll try to get some ice time and or maybe work out with them a couple times so it'll definitely be nice to go back and have some supporting groups to not just let me go and skate with them but to also help me and work on my game as well right yeah no that's that's usually what we see a lot in the summers, you know, is going back home and, and, you know, working hard. What's, what's one thing for next season that, you know, you're looking that you have on your list of goals that kind of stands out. Like what's one thing you're going into next season with saying, I'm getting this done no matter what. I want to try to score more goals. I, I feel like my site, my second year of juniors, I was leading the team in goals and points and when I went to Ogden, I, I kind of fell off. And I kind of started doing that again this year where I got my confidence back. And, and it definitely helped me with my all-around game. So kind of just being at home, shooting pucks all the time, or maybe being a little bit more physical, get a little bit stronger in the gym. So I would say more scoring aspect. What I I feel like what I really need to work on more is – my defensive mindness. So maybe roller hockey this summer will definitely help staying man on man and, and doing all that stuff. But I'm for my game, I'd say I'm more of an offensive player, you know, love moving the puck, love shooting the puck. So I'd say working more on that. Definitely. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, like we tell the younger kids all the time, like it's always good to, you know, set one or two goals for next season and, and try your best to, you know, to hit those. And it's great to hear it from, you know, you and Jonesy and, 
and the other guys that are, you know, climbing the ladder. I'll give you the floor here because we'll finish up. Anybody that you want to shout out, anyone that you want to tell to come on the podcast, like anything you got to finish uh, up? Um, I don't know anybody who I have on the podcast right now. I could, I could maybe think of some guys after and look at my contacts, but I just really appreciate you having me on and, and you know, telling my story because it's definitely different from Jonesy's over there, so. I just yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you coming on and sharing. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's it's so funny because, like, growing up out here, it's like, you know, we don't see how other, you know, kids have it, right, in California or in Texas. Like, honestly, we're, we're born out here, and it's almost just, like, you know, put on the table for us. So, like, I appreciate you sharing the story. And I know that we will have you and Jonesy on the pod sometime next week. So that'll be, that'll be a good time too. So yeah, that'll be a blast. <laughs> so, I don't know how that'll go, but it'll be a blast. <laughs> it will be. So awesome, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you giving me, you know, a half hour of your day and, uh, you know, go home and rest, enjoy the summer and, and we'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Thank you for having All right. me. All right. We'll see you, buddy. See ya.